Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to be a person of faith and a culture against faith. All right, so let's talk about the tabernacle and the temple, um, along with like the synagogues um, and how all of this is developed. Um, from the time that I guess Judaism was, was regulated, we've been using this term recently, um, from the time that Judaism was like regulated around the time of the Exodus and the law was written and where we get the tabernacle and how that goes through. Yeah. Regulation is a strange, I mean, it's fitting in some ways and oversimplified in others. Correct. Because what really brings about this concept of the tabernacle and the temple is twofold. God needed a place to dwell. Mm -hmm. That is what the tabernacle is, is as they are a nomadic people... God needed a place to dwell among them, um, to tabernacle among yep. them. Uh, the Gospel of John, the prologue, mm-hmm. and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Yeah. The real reading of that, the real literal translation of that is, and the Word became flesh and tabernacled right. among <clears throat> us. Um, it is a place for God to dwell in the world, mm-hmm. to exist in the world. Okay, if it is a place for God to dwell and exist in the world, then when you do that, the tabernacle begins as this place, and it has to be movable because they're moving. But when they get their permanent residence in Judea and Jerusalem, in the promised land, it's King David that first brings up the opportunity. And David says, Lord, how could I live in this palace when God has no house to dwell in? Mm. And that's when God has his famous line, you have too much blood on your hands. Instead of you building me a house, I will make you a house. Mm-hmm. The house of David, the throne will never not have your lineage on it. And Jesus comes through that line. Once again, and John says to tabernacle mm-hmm. among us, uh, these, the tabernacle temple and synagogue actually originate as a place for God to dwell, that they are a place in which God dwells here on earth. Sure. Um, now, Functionally, what do they actually end up being? The place where sacrifices are performed. Sure. The place where the liturgy is done, the place where the rules, regulations, requirements are performed. Mm. Part of that is because the earliest that we see someone build an altar and make a sacrifice is Abraham. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I'm not sure that's true. Well, Noah may have built an altar. Um, I mean, I guess it was assumed that Cain and Abel would. 
Oh, I guess you're right. Um, I'm going to look this up real quick. Uh, course offering of the fruit and Abel for his part brought. For came his offering. Let's go out on the field. when they were, Yeah, maybe so. I guess it is assumed that they may have built an altar. Because it is an offering to God. It is. Well, and one is an animal offering and one is a burnt offering. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, and God, yeah, Genesis 8.20, then Noah built an altar to the Lord. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we already have pre-Levite like law right. understandings of altars and sacrifice and burnt offerings and such. Those sure. exist throughout Genesis. Yeah. And think about the famous story of Abraham and his son Isaac, mm-hmm. where he is literally going to sacrifice Isaac excuse me, on an altar. Mm -hmm. That ends up being a primary purpose of the tabernacle and the temple because in the Jewish view, blood must be shed. Mm. That the the punishment for sin is bloodshed. Yep. And I think that is a beautiful metaphor that I still currently kind of operate off of in some ways for my own understandings of sin is that sin are things that commit harm, Mm -hmm. which is bloodshed. Now, it's not the only way to commit harm, right? but the truth remains the same, that sin is harmful. Sure. Sin is the things that are harming. Sin creates experiences of death. Um, absolutely. Um, but when you, when you start getting this detailed about the tabernacle and the, the ways that you worship in slash around it, um, you end up having to build your entire life around this thing, how you function in society, because now you have religious laws that are dictating how and when you do certain things. Yeah, um, it's true. Like not being able to, quote, work on Sunday, right? Or the, the seventh day, whatever day that is. Um, the day of Sabbath. Um, you now have an entire day where you can do nothing. Yeah. Um. And you have to think about how that fits in the rest of your week. Yeah. Um, so you you have all of these things and all of these 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 new things that are coming up that really change the society that they're living in in the desert in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, they have started trying to build these new norms since leaving Egypt. Uh, I guess they're working to find their own societal norms. Of course. Because they're coming out of a society where they were incredibly oppressed. And all they have are these few stories that they've probably heard from their granddads about these guys. Uh, Like Abraham and Isaac. 
um, and Jacob, and Jacob, and so like they they have these these people, and they might have some idea about uh, creation um, or some version of it. Um, but yeah, it's actually not clear how much of the story they have yeah. before Genesis twelve. Well, yeah, we're not we're not real sure, but like they probably have some version of it. They definitely have some version of the Noah story because every ancient Near Eastern culture had some version of the Noah story. Every ancient Near Eastern culture has some flood ruining the known Mm -hmm. world. Yep. And the Bible one's not even the earliest one. And they have the Job story. Um, Um, No. Wasn't it the earliest that was ever written down? No. It's probably the earliest in actual time period if you were going to place it because mm. it dates it predates noah mm-hmm. because the dimension but it wasn't yeah. necessarily written but so like no they may not have it um like written down anywhere but also it's a story that's being told right maybe so, in some ways but at least they're definitely talking in those kind of terms yeah they're they're using th- this i don't know we don't know what they had but now they have to build new new laws off of it and new new social norms and uh, figure out how they're going to live with each other in the desert traveling for 40 years. Yep. And they start with 10. Mm-hmm. They start with 10 laws. And that is not enough. No. So much so that it's not enough right out of the gate. Moses can't so much come down from the mountain with those 10 laws before he arrives back down the mountain to them building an idol of a golden calf. Yeah. And so Moses and his anger breaks those tablets Mm -hmm. and we got to wait a little bit in the story to get some new ones. For sure. 10 laws was not enough. And so they end up at 613. <laughs> 613 laws in the Jewish Old Testament. I actually didn't know that number. Um, but you have all of this building like new social norms all around the tabernacle. That's why the tabernacle was so important. It moved everywhere with them. And their day-to-day life was centered around the tabernacle. Yeah. If you if you break one of these laws, you go to the tabernacle. Yeah. Um in some way shape or form. Um and there were common practices around it. Um and this thing also brought other social norms like uh sabbath and things of that nature. Um and feasts, right? Um but now this ends up moving into uh, the new tabernacle, the temple. Um, David wants to build this thing. Uh, God says no. Um, and ends up promising it to Solomon. Um, so that's like an overview of the history. Well, but well, and there's an expansion off of that. Because we haven't really talked about synagogues yet. No, no, no. That's fair. Yeah, go and ahead. Synagogues don't arise until the temple is risen. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is the tabernacle moves around with a nomadic people that begins 
with about 30,000. Right. It's not that many people, like, when they come out of slavery in the Exodus story. And so when they come out, they have the tabernacle, and the tabernacle just moves around with them. So you don't need more than one. Right. But then when you replace the tabernacle with a temple, a fixed, a thing. fixed location thing, yeah. as and it's only in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. the capital city. So each of these other regions and tribes, because right there's twelve tribes, sure, um, of Israel. Each of these regions, tribes, villages, towns, cities, whatever, they need their own houses or places to worship God. Mm. Now, it's not where God is housed, mm. but it is a place where you can worship God. Right. Um, but they're not the temple because God is not housed there. No, but what it, what it does end up doing is creating a way for uh, worship to be accessible. Uh, to all people, all Jews and God fearers, right? Uh, and when when did when did we uh, assume estimate that we got the first synagogue, the first expansion of the temple? Do we even know? Well, David is one thousand. Mm-hmm. We can firmly like say David's rule is in the year one thousand BC. Mm. So that would make Solomon 900 BC, give or take, you know, okay. maybe 950. Um, so that's when the temple is built. Synagogue, I probably don't know when the first one is. They're definitely So they're definitely a common thing by Jesus's time. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um somewhere in there, I guess. Probably not until well after the post-exilic mm-hmm. because it's destroyed and they got to rebuild mm-hmm. it. Right. It's the Ezra-Nehemiah story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my guess is going to be somewhere around 500 BC. Okay. So somewhere around 500 BC... Um, to now, it seems like it's been important to God that worship to, for him is accessible. Um, Worshiping, worshiping God, it is important throughout the biblical story that it be an accessible activity. Uh, and I think that that is perfectly, um, exampled in the synagogues, even though God may not be housed there. In the in the the pre um, Pentecost world, yeah, right. That's a great way to say. Um, there was still a place to go and experience divinity. Yeah. Um, now in the post Pentecost world, we we have something a little bit different where the Spirit lives within us. We'll talk about all of that next week, but want to know another reason why Christians go to church right wrong or indifferent it's because there's churches on every block in America it's accessible like these synagogues um and I think something that makes it a little bit different 
is um, synagogues operated on a different sort of thing, I guess. I, I guess I don't understand how this would work. Um, how would the synagogues operate within themselves? What do you mean? Um, get funds to do things. Did they need funds? Did the did the Jews that attended the synagogue? Okay, so this is so most of this information comes from the New Testament time. So I can okay. answer that question, but I'm kind mm. of encroaching into next week's episode. I think. Okay. Um, and I got a follow up story, which will be a great launching place into next week. Mm. Um as a follow-up to this, but by the time of Paul, you had to have six Jewish men in a city in order to be eligible right. for a synagogue. Right. They're trying to establish base. Oh, okay. So the, the Jewish men that established the synagogue end up running it themselves, I guess, or like, Yeah. Well, think about Jesus' first sermon, right? He's in Luke chapter 4. He's in his hometown synagogue in Nazareth where any Jewish man can get up and perform the liturgy. Mm. So there's another aspect there. Now, I'm going to be very, very careful with this word. Equality among voices because it was Jewish man, not Jewish person. Um but the people that they thought uh, could speak had the opportunity to speak. Correct. Um, and I do think this is another piece to your thing about accessibility. Because mm-hmm. I do think the synagogues make it accessible. Sure. Um, Nazareth is only about 200 miles north of Jerusalem. Right. So it's not like, as far as treks go... In the ancient world, it's really not that far of one. There's a great story of Jesus, because remember, Passover and these festivals can only be performed in the holy city, mm-hmm. in Jerusalem. They can't be performed at synagogues. Yeah. There's a famous story in the Bible where Jesus travels to Jerusalem to go to the temple for one of the festivals. And he makes a whip and turns some tables. Do you remember why, Clayton? Um, because they were exchanging money uh, in the temple. Uh, they required... At an increase, at a okay. profit margin. Um, essentially, they were requiring an entrance fee to the temple. They are exploiting people for money. This is why Jesus says... You've turned my father's house into a den of thieves. They were excluding people from worship. Yep. They were not making worship accessible to people. And that is what we cannot do. Talking about the church, the history of the church, the development of the church. Yeah. That is what we cannot do. And another point to why people don't go to church. Um... I think that that will be an important thing through the the rest of this like little mini series is like reminding yeah this is why people go to church it is accessible there's one on every corner um at least it feels like that in the bible belt 
Um, Which, in a way, is a good thing if it were done properly. But because it's not done properly, and I'm not going to bombard you with all the reasons it's not done properly again. And again we did that last week. Huh? We did that last week. We did that last week and the week before. (laughs) Uh, And the week before that, too, I think, also. And probably will next week. Uh, And probably will next week. So I'm not going to hit you with all that again. But what I will say is once you get inside of it, it is not actually accessible to everyone sometimes. Um, <clears throat> which is why a lot of people don't go. Um, but there is one everywhere because it is a big value of every Christian tradition to make it accessible for whatever your motivation is whether you say it is or what it actually is it doesn't matter whatever the motivation is there's a big value among Christendom to make it accessible Um, so yeah that's why people go to church thanks for listening to the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.